Welcome to Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast. It's a podcast about a story about a town. Um, I'm Craig Byrne. I'm Russ Burlingame, and with us today is... Michelle. Yay, Michelle. Uh, Michelle comes to us from the Hashtag TV Geek podcast, and you probably remember her from some season one episodes where she was our frequent kind of fan co-host. We are sans Chris Hayner today, although at the end of this episode you will hear... Chris, come on and tell you all about one of the problems he has with the episode, but he doesn't introduce himself. So that's Chris Hayner. Yeah, and he has good hair. He does. So he does. So and you'll be able to know that it's him because he introduces the show all over again. And uh, I'm just going to leave that in rather than cut it because it's easier to. I'm lazy. So, yeah. yeah. And it's late. We're, our show is already late this week. You guys are patient enough to wait an extra day or yeah, two. Exactly. Which, I, which we appreciate. So right now we're going to be talking about Chapter 29, There Will Be Blood, which aired on Wednesday night, the uh, 14th. Yeah, and, so. and it's funny because, of course, with all the organized crime stuff and the serial killer stuff and all that, people saw the script cover for There Will Be Blood, and the immediate thought was like, oh, God, somebody's going to die. Uh, in there fact, was a lot of blood involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a misdirect. So well played. Uh, <laughs> So I actually took notes while watching this episode. Um, I, I did not, so you can kind of lead our discussion. So I, I kind of went in sequence of the episode. I know sometimes we end up ju- you know, jumping around, so this can be something new. But um, <laughs> my first comment was, early on in the episode, somebody makes a Save by the Bell reference. Yes. Were you kind of hoping it would be 90210? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't think about that, but I did think about the fact that, you know, like the Dawson's Creek comment from season one and the fact that I wonder how many of these kids have actually ever seen an episode of Saved by the Bell. My first thought was like, there's no way Veronica ever watched Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, no way. (laughs) Her poor, sad life. Although that means she never saw Saved by the Bell the new class, so she's lucky for that. It's true. True. But, yeah, but, I mean, considering both Luke Perry and Marisol had been on I Know 210. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, for for my – I'll have to put this in the show notes if I remember. Uh, earlier this week, my uh, downstairs, somebody finished off a bottle of Screech Rum, and I amused myself by Photoshopping Dustin Diamond onto the bottle of rum and then taking a picture and, and sending it out to everybody. Nice. <laughs> And, you know, anybody under, like, 25 listening to our podcast is like, who's Screech? Yeah. You're better off not knowing. This is very He's true. weird. He's a weirdo. Yeah, but not in the good way. <clears throat> not in a Jughead way. No. He's more of a Chick Cooper kind of weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we had that scene. Um, clearly, at least when the episode started, the Lodges kind of want... Uh, Fred to be their candidate. Yeah, it's, you know, we talked a little bit about this, I think, right? I think we predicted it. I think yeah, we... we yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys did. It, it, it confuses me sometimes because you get those things where I... 
we, we talked about it on the show and then I thought I talked about it at work. And then when I mentioned it to somebody at work, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it's interesting that that kind of came and went so fast. And I almost wonder if they're going to do something even more egregious and Fred's going to end up running against them. Oh, I'm, I'm sure the way he was looking at those buttons. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. It's a weird, it's such a weird thing. Like it, it's weird to me that Fred, like anytime you have a character who we've spent a lot of time with and we've gotten to know pretty well. And then in the course of this episode, he's like, I've always wanted to be the mayor, Arch, ever since I was a kid. I'm like, wait, what, when did that happen? <laughs> it's like when Jonathan Kent ran for Senator, when his cousin Luke Duke got kicked out of the race. Yeah. I just, I was and again, like it's it's not a bad development per se, but that line of dialogue that was like he was justifying it by being like Archie, don't you know this has always been here? And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But again, I think they're setting up a whole mayor race, and it's going to be Fred versus Hermione versus Clifford's twin brother, whose name I've already forgotten, Cassius. Claudius. No. Claudius. Claudius. Okay. I Claudius. Okay, Okay, yeah, okay, here's the question, though. Could it be that Claudius was the one that hung and killed himself, and that's Clifford? Hmm, that could be interesting. And or, and or that uh, Clifford hung and hung Claudius. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's an interesting theory. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I'd have to, to mull it over to figure out whether I <laughs> believe it or, or like it. But it's definitely, like, that's a thought I hadn't considered. Because that would also set up, you know, drama between Claudius and Hal Cooper. Yeah. Fighting for the burnt lady. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Betty's mother, Alice, like, burning her was worse than the, bigger burn than the fire. (laughs) You know, she's just like, you blah, 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 harlot. And I'm like, damn, Shelly Johnson's got a mouth. I, I just loved, I loved the, and, and it's one of those, I know that people on Twitter were not impressed, but I, I loved the, the, where she was like inbred. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Alice can be so fun. And it yeah. it's like, it's so funny. Cause it's, it's definitely like a, she's chewing scenery, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like, she's, she's got like the best of like the Malcolm Merlin type of villain. Uh, before he becomes intolerable. Yeah. But I also love, you know, I love what certain characters bring out of each other on this show. Like, Mm -hmm. certain characters definitely push Alice's buttons to make her extra snarky, but, like, in this episode, and even last week a little bit, the stuff between Cheryl and Tony Topaz... Yeah. Like, it's almost like a, like, fire in a match. It's like, oh, let's see how much we can fuck with my mom. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, and I said, yeah, I almost, I almost feel like I wouldn't believe that relationship if we hadn't been introduced to it in exactly the way that we were. Yeah, like if if they had come together in a way that was even remotely public, where anybody else could have seen the interaction, I feel like my immediate thought would be they're literally just messing with Penelope. <laughs> and and so I think it was it was probably a really wise writing decision on the part of the the writing staff to take care to put them together in the way that they did because at this point I think it's still plausible that we could find out that you know essentially 
we got hit with the unreliable narrator stick and uh, this is what we thought we saw is not really what we saw. But I think if so, at this point, it would be a huge cop-out. Yeah. Definitely. I also, like, going back, you know, earlier in the episode, uh, two things I have on my notes. Number one, Kevin Keller sucks at webcamming if he's done it three times and still hasn't taken off his shirt. Yeah. Although, I mean, to be fair, the fact that he was... Doing it at school? Yeah, well, doing it at school, A. And, and the, uh, I don't know. The fact that he was he was essentially manipulating some dude he wasn't really attracted to on behalf of... Like, I don't know. The, the, the weird relationship between Kevin and Betty this season has taken on some odd d- dimensions. Like, her babysitting him in that early episode where he was running in the woods... Uh, lends the whole idea of her essentially pimping him out to try and get information from Chick an extra creepy direction because it's like, wait, like, me hooking up with creepy randos is fine as long as the creepy rando is somebody that you're trying to, like, get something from. And also, how does she know Chick isn't going to do something creepy that she doesn't want Kevin to see? I mean, pretty much all of the evidence that we've seen is that Chick is biologically incapable of doing anything not creepy. Anyway, this is true. This is true. I also, like, in the very next scene, I thought the whole Secret Will thing was very generic. I mean, for a show that is usually better than most other shows on TV, I felt like the Secret Will thing is something you would see in any TV show, and I'm like, really? They're going that way? It felt like a soap opera thing to me. Yes. They just did this on my soap opera. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't even I wasn't that bothered by it, but I did kind of feel like it was much ado about nothing. Like I think that they could have had a will reading that because I mean it's funny in in the episode there was like oh well his will had a stipulation that the pol- like that the the police had to have closed the investigation into his other job uh, before the before we read the will. And I'm like, there's no reason that this could, this needed to be secret. Like yeah. his his business dealings weren't secret. Penelope knew about it. Penelope could easily have just said, "We don't have any money because your father's estate is wrapped up in the police investigation, and we can't do the will reading." Right. You know. And so it it didn't bother me per se, and it didn't like it didn't feel particularly generic. It was just kind of a thing that was there. But I did think like, why did it need to be secret? Like. I- or maybe Clifford, a.k.a. Claudius, set this whole thing up. Yeah. It felt very much to me like an afterthought thing. Like, they reached this point in the narrative where they were like, hmm, we have to find a way to, like, get Betty to test Chick's blood and, like, reintroduce, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the Clifford's brother. Like, it felt just sort of like a plot device, and it was like, oh, we'll just say it was a secret will. Because, like you said, like, she could have, Penelope could have just been like, we don't have any money because, you know, the estate's tied up. That makes perfect sense, and it, like, it's realistic. But I think it was something that they came up with later on, and so they were like, oh, yeah, it was a secret. Yeah. That sounds good. Because it's really just, like you said, it's not even really, like, a big thing. It's just sort of like a narrative device for these other things to happen. Yeah. And here's another question. If, say, Claudius is Clifford, is Nanoblossom in on it? I don't know. Um, I mean, she would have to be, I think. 
Like if there's no, well, I guess there would have there, to there would be have Claudius. To, yeah, 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 I, I, I had the body. I just followed the same train that you did. Yeah, got derailed in the same spot. Yeah, so I mean, she wouldn't necessarily have to be in on it because uh, there is another person. Like clearly, there was a body, therefore there was another person. Yeah, but but I don't know. That's an interesting question, and certainly if she is in on it then that lends a different dimension to his his claim at the end of the episode that he's going to kill her too. Because it's like, oh, that means that literally nobody in your orbit is safe. I mean, he killed his son. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, assuming it's Clifford, yeah, but... Yeah, but... I, uh... I, I literally hadn't thought of that. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, I literally hadn't thought of the idea that like somehow this could be Clifford doing some kind of shenanigans. And also we had Jughead finding out about Hiram buying pops. And of course that caused all kinds of drama all around the place. Can I just say, I felt like speaking of things that are a little anticlimactic, like private prison. Uh, Like in the grand scheme of like villainous master plans, it just didn't feel like, what I expected. I don't know. Our president wants to set up private prisons. Well, that's because his friends and advisors all make a ton of money on them. Exactly. And Hiram wants to make a ton of money. And he's a criminal, just like our... Never mind. I just alienated, <laughs> like, 10% of our audience. The, the three... I, I think the, the three, three Republicans who, who subscribe to this podcast are, are probably pretty well aware that we don't agree with them. What is that water sound? I, I'm making more coffee. Oh, uh, I was like, it sounds like a toilet. It's not, although it's about to overflow all over me because I made too much coffee. Damn good coffee and hot. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, so I guess, you know, that kind of you know, lights a fire. I also, I was so glad that Weatherby, I know this is jumping ahead, but Weatherby kind of pointed out, like, you don't post that in a school paper. Yeah, because it's like the blue and gold should not be reporting on the town. I don't care if the Riverdale Register is gone or whatever. You know, it just seems it's like it's a school paper. Yeah, it's a it's a weird and it's a weird situation because I do think like having grown up in a town where like our school paper was taken relatively seriously and we we did report on community things, like it's it's oh that's a real thing. Yeah, because my school paper was mostly fluff. <laughs> Ours was mostly fluff, but we had a like we had a, an actual like reporter, like rather than than a teacher uh, advising us, we had a reporter who got a teaching certificate. Oh, that's kind of awesome! And so uh, we we like when I was a, a junior and a senior, our school paper was like legit. And so uh, it it never bothers me as much as it bothers you guys that they cover like real stuff because I'm like, yeah, we would like it. It wouldn't be like the front page of the blue and gold, you know. Well, where... although it's weird where the blue and gold on the set have like the moon landing and JFK. Getting... Yeah, it doesn't bother me that they cover real stuff because, like, if you're teaching and you, you know what I mean, like you you should cover real stuff. It bothers me that like it carries so much weight with adults. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that's weird to me. Like Hiram's like, oh my god, not the blue and gold. I'm like, what? I know. I I can't help but like, as as seriously as this show tends to take itself most of the time, I can't help but feel like the most like '60s Archie cartoon moment in the history of Riverdale happened in this episode when he like 
fumes and twists the newspaper up, and then he slams his hand out on the table. He's like, Jughead Jones! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he, he went full, like... Full-on uh, Hiram Lodge. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say full-on, like, Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor. <laughs> like, no, it's comics Hiram Lodge. Oh, yeah. And I, Archie Andrews! But, but that, like, that moment to me, I was just like, that's the funniest thing that's happened this season. Because, <laughs> like, really? Like, billionaire organized crime guy is like, oh, this fucking high school kid that I can't get rid of. Well, it's, it's like... like there are two other questions, though. Number one, okay, so what if Hal did sell the Rodeo Register? What's keeping Alice from starting her own paper? Or what's keeping anybody from just printing a blog? That that's it probably the, would have wider reach anyway. That was my immediate reaction to Weatherby being like, you can't print this, and Jughead and Betty are so, like, defeated. And I'm like... Can, can't they just call up Iris West and be like, hey, can we borrow your blog? <laughs> right, like, so weird. Hey, but at least she's got a blog now. I mean, at least it's not, hey, I'm here with caradanvers.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe they just figured there's enough blogs on the CW. But, but yeah, that that's the, like, there is an inherent problem, too. And I get that Riverdale has, like, the Gotham thing, where they, mm-hmm. they want the technology to exist in exactly the form that's most convenient for the story. Right. But it's, it is just inherently silly when you're like okay we just had an entire subplot where betty's smartphone was being stalked by the serial killer and now you mean to tell me that there's not an internet she can post this to (laughs) like the bus terminal that's frozen in time yeah that was pretty cool but um the other thing is speaking of time like i loved uh I, this is one moment where I wish they had more of an Archie Comics reference. When uh, Fred had his Riverdale 2020 like poster, I kind of wish they had gone for like an Archie 3000 vibe, <laughs> which would have been like an early 90s callback. But that's what I was looking for. And I love that uh, Sierra McCoy is already Attorney McCoy, and they finally have a lawyer in this town. I like the fact that they refer to her as Attorney McCoy. I don't think I've ever heard any any lawyer referred to as attorney and then their last name well it's because they want to differentiate her from mayor mccoy clearly but it's, it's like sheriff keller didn't get his name said on the show until like five yeah. years ago <laughs> yeah uh, until he started Im- explicitly rather than implicitly having sex with the mayor yeah yeah i mean after he killed jason blossom um <laughs> hi chris um <laughs> So, you know, we had Clifford Blossom show up for the whale reading. Um, We've got, you know, Betty and Polly are entitled to an inheritance of some sort, which is convenient. I wonder. I I wonder if we're going to find out that the whole Blossom thing is BS. Um, I don't think that we will, because I think that it's more interesting for them to find out that Chick's not related to them and then to go down the road that they seem to be going down. But as soon as they introduced the blood test aspect, my first thought was, oh, shit, what's going to happen is we're going to find out that... Chick isn't. No, no. My first thought was we're going to find out that Polly and the twins aren't. And, like, for whatever reason, that was my immediate response was, like, oh, this blood test thing is going to be a way to prove that the Coopers are not actually Blossoms. Uh 
which seems unlikely now that they put so much weight on uh, Chick not being a Blossom. But we'll see. Or a Cooper. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I still like Chick obviously looks weird as all heck, but I could totally see him as Alice Cooper's son. Yeah. Which, you know. So, wait a second. Since we're talking about that. Wait, if FP is his father, then he would not have Blossom Blood. It's true. Right, that was going to be my question. Do you yeah. think that that reveals going to be that it's just that Hal isn't his dad? Or that yeah. he's not Alice's kid at all? No, that totally makes sense. Because in my if head... He wouldn't have the, then he would not have Blossom Blood if FP yeah. is the father. Yeah. And he totally is because FP and Alice banged. Yeah. Well, and, and again, like in my head, I was like, this is clearly not as simple as we're making it out to be because it's Riverdale. And if it was this simple, they would take three episodes to reveal it. Um, but they're looking for the Blossom part of the blood test. I would right. Imagine. Right. And so that's because I mean, it's not like it's not like she had her own blood test and they compared them and was like, haha, we don't have the you know, I'm going to be Felicity for a minute. I'm like, no, it's it's literally uh, what I assume happened is that they got the yes or no from the estate and that his said no. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're probably exactly right. It's probably like we're going to start with dun dun dun. He's not really one of us. See, mom, blah, 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 blah. And then Alice will have the tearful confession that she had an affair with FP. I banged FP. It's Interesting, random tangent, and then I figured out why. Um, so, for those of you who don't know me personally, which is most of you, um, I am in Florida right now helping my mom because she fractured her back, and I was at the doctor's office yesterday, and they had um, Live with Kelly and, I guess, Ryan Seacrest is her co-host now, and um, Skeet Ulrich was on. Yes. And I was like, why is he doing this show? And then I realized that, isn't Kelly married to Mark Consuelos? Yes, yeah. she is. So that's probably why it was happening. So I felt special when I figured that out. That's my random tangent, but at least it's Riverdale related. <laughs> there you go. No, that's, that's – they've been doing a lot of – ever since basically season two started and Consuelos got cast and people started caring about Riverdale in large numbers, uh, they've been doing a lot of those appearances. Like, oh, nice. Usually the adults. The kids are almost never on there. But, like, Mark's been on there three or four times. Um, Marisol's been on there three or four times. Skeet at least twice. And uh, uh, I want to say Fred was on there. Uh, Fred. <laughs> I want to say Luke was on there at least once. But, uh, but yeah, so they, they, there's been a fair number of those appearances. Uh, and you're exactly right. It's because, or at least I assume it's just because Kelly and Mark Consuelos um, but it's certainly it's a it's a an opportunity that presented itself because again, like if it, if Mark had been part of the show in season one, I don't know that he would have been able to kind of finagle this much coverage because the numbers didn't support it. But in season two, it's like Kelly's husband gets cast right at the same time that the, the show just exploded in popularity and ratings. Uh, I, I'm sure that the network looked at that and was like, "Oh hell yeah, let's do that." So what are the names of Polly's twins again? Juniper and what? Dagwood. Dagwood. Okay. Which is interesting because... Oh, wait. No, that wasn't Blossom. That was Blondie. Never mind. (laughs) 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 I I, Did 
Claudius purposely say the word lesbos just to piss off uh, Penelope? Oh, I think so. That was hilarious. At a bare minimum, he did it to as like a show of solidarity with the girls because he clearly knew. Uh, but I, I think that it was more that like, I don't think it was necessarily just him being friendly to them. I think it was specifically to tweak her. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that Hermione planned this whole thing of Fred not wanting to run so she could run? It's really hard to say because if so, it's like a Rube Goldberg thing. Like there were so many like things that had to go exactly their way in order for that master plan to play out. Uh, Wait, how weird was that conversation between her and Veronica when she's like, she's, she specifically is like refers to them as mob malls. And I'm like, what? It was so bizarre. And then I was like, wait, I'm confused because I really thought that she was the boss. She or is, but Veronica like, doesn't know like that. Playing to Veronica, right? But I was, I couldn't believe that she used like the vernacular for that, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Huh, okay, this is a weird conversation." I think it's because the the version of the truth that Veronica has is the version that we all had up until the mid season finale, and you know, so she knows that they're into bad shit, and she knows that they're criminals, but she doesn't know who's really the boss and what the actual like long-term plans are. And for the, how dumb is Archie file? Can we talk about Archie's conversation with Hiram? And it seems like he believes Hiram again. Oh my God. I mean, I, I was so bothered by so much of the Archie stuff this episode. It's like, yeah. First of all, I get the whole, I took detailed notes and I will take you down if you try to ruin my father. But you don't bring them with you. Yeah, you don't bring them, because first of all, he could, like, kill you and throw that in the fire the first time. Uh, But then, eventually putting them in the fire, it's like, okay, Archie, if you aren't smart enough to have copied these someplace before you burned them, then you really are dumber than Barry Allen. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty dumb. I don't think he copied them. Yeah, no. Archie did not copy them. Like, Archie is just really doing the most for his, like, high school girlfriend. I just... I mean, I guess Jughead covered up a dead body for his, but, like, I just... (laughs) Like, (laughs) sometimes the stuff they do on this show, I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, speaking (laughs) of which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that the whole creepy cutting people out of the picture thing is because... Chick is like, I don't know if he's working for the Black Hood or what his deal is, but I think he's obsessed with Betty. And I think that we're going to find out that the plan eventually is to get it down to just him and her. So I think that in the next couple of weeks, you're going to get the police knocking at the door and let, and Alice is going to be taken into custody over that, ba- mm. over that body. Mm. Oh, you think he's trying to get it to be him and Betty? Yeah. What, what if he's trying to get it to be him and Alice? That's what I thought. Like, I think mom... I think that was I think that's what the show is very clearly saying which is why I think it's the other way. Mm, okay. Like I could entirely be wrong and the obvious answer is that he he wants to be him and, and Alice but I'm going to go with him and Betty because I think that like that's the less obvious route and so it's there's probably more story potential there. And certainly 
I mean, you don't want to be the kind of show that puts your main character in jail for five or six episodes. It's boring. And I I don't know any shows that have done that lately. Yeah. It was only like two episodes. You guys are over exaggerating. I would like to go back in time to make those episodes not happen, but then I'd probably <laughs> fuck up the next two seasons of the show. That's true. <laughs> but um so we had uh Jughead meeting with Smithers. Yeah. Yay, Which, yeah, it's nice to know that he's not dead. I was very happy to know he was not dead. Yeah. So, you know, Jughead's like seeking the truth in his way, more effectively than Archie. I think that the 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 scene between him and Jug puts back on the table the thing that kind of crazy conspiracy people asked in the first season in terms of, is Smithers Veronica's dad? Uh, I I don't think the answer is yes. I just don't. I don't think the answer is yes either. But I could see it. Maybe it, he's Hermione's dad. Hmm. Maybe. But but he doesn't seem interested in Hermione. Like his 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 thing about like please tell me Veronica's okay. Felt. I don't urgent. think they would make. I don't think they would make him Veronica's actual dad. If anything because it would be whitewashing the Hiram character, or, you know, in its own way. Like, mm-hmm. it would it would half whitewash Veronica as a character. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. think they would be. And again, like, I don't think so, and I never have thought so, but I do know that in the first season, there was a fair number of people who thought so. People have weird theories. And, and... <laughs> I mean, I, I got think... my whole Clifford Blossom thing. No. Yeah, and and no, but yours actually makes sense. And like I said, this this whole the, the nature of the show is that it begs that kind of stuff because it's like high melodrama, mm. and so people are always going to be looking for like the craziest shit that could happen next. So I certainly don't like fault anybody for having a theory. And you know, there's certain there's certain things that'll be pulled out of their asses, or not really pulled out because they were hinted. But like mm-hmm. we know that when the show gets to season four, season five, we're going to be getting a casting announcement for Jelly Bean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. So um, yeah, we had Archie like you know giving his blood to the House of L and Krypton. <laughs> um, <laughs> the blood of the House of L will bind so them together. Like, yeah. What is happening right now? Why are you cutting yourselves? And is Fred going to ask Archie, like, what did you just do to your hand? Isn't the hand you play guitar with? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. He doesn't play guitar anymore. <laughs> I still loved that. Uh, or football. The Jimmy, or... The, the Jimmy Fallon sketch where it's like, hey, I got some songs. Everybody's just, like, groaning. Like, no, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I feel like as much as we kind of joked last year about the fact that, like, dude, like, we don't care about your music career when people are getting literally murdered. The other side of that is now that people are not getting literally murdered, why is he not interested in literally anything except his girlfriend? Because <laughs> Veronica is hot. She is, but that's that's <laughs> not a reason to... I mean, he had Archie an embarrassment. Is really, Archie is really dumb. He just sees... He's like, ooh, she's hot, and that's all he needs. Tiny things, yay. I mean, yeah. remember how gaga he was over his music teacher? It's true. And she was old. Not as old as us, but she was old. 
<laughs> I was going to say. Oh, it's like a weird, be careful what you wish for thing. Cause I rem- like last year it was always like, Oh, Archie stop groaning about your music because Archie was the only character that felt like he was in high school. And like this season, I kind of miss that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I really wish this show felt a little bit more like they were in high school and that they were like, somebody was crying about their mute, their music career and their football. Like and not trying to take down an evil gang conspiracy. <laughs> with yeah. School paper. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's straight up Peyton place this year. I mean, sometimes you get those little moments. I mean, I wasn't on last week's podcast, but like when Cheryl called up and was like, hey, you know, Archie and Betty kiss. That was totally high school and fun because she she was feeling left out and her even befriending Tony in the episode was very high school. So I liked that a lot. Um, But I mean, it's like, I don't think anybody's going to be looking at webcams in the school newspaper office. Right. Granted, we don't have webcams here. You know, when I was in high school, but still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, but like that, even that episode last week, which like most of it did feel very high school. Then there was like, oh, somebody's robbing the house. And I'm like, see, we could have just had a fun episode, but you guys had to take it to another level and have this like dire life threatening situation go on. At least Archie's not the Punisher anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thank God. Which, I mean, Ah, man. And again, like, they- I'm really, st- I'm, I'm still really enjoying the season, but oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I, I I'm the, the thing with the red circle thing is like, can we just, what the fuck was the point of that? Because you didn't need to create like a vigilante group in order to have a two episode standoff with the killer. Like you could have literally just done a YouTube video of yourself calling him out. And it would have had literally the exact same, like impact. It would have been a lot less homoerotic. That that's (laughs) definitely also true. (laughs) Also, can I ask where Reggie is? Because I follow the whole cast on social media, and Charles seems to be on set, yet not on my TV screen. Maybe he gets cut like Hermione scenes last season. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That's what I was thinking. I, I don't think that having a longer season has taught the writers like new habits. I, I kind of feel like they're still writing long and then cutting. I need to. That's give, the, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's just <laughs> the, the the tone and the pacing of the show feels that way to me. I need to go on a slight tangent, but it is related to Riverdale um, about, you know, like characters who disappear. Uh, Shannon Purser is in that new NBC show Rise, mm-hmm. which takes place in a high school. It is very, very good. I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Uh, people who like Riverdale will probably enjoy it. I mean, it's not over the top. Um, it's fairly serious, but it's very well done. And I, I think you guys should check it out. But she has a pretty cool role in it. So it's now. And she doesn't disappear like Barb or Ethel. <laughs> well, you know, props to that. Not I've yet. got the episode seven, and she's still in the show. Yeah. So, um, good for her. Yeah, but, and, um, and unfortunately, that is, like, that's a thing that we should kind of look at one of these days, is the fact that the explosion of Riverdale in terms of popularity has put the show in a weird position. Because... Why are there no Josie and the Pussycats? Is it really because Josie had a falling out with blah, blah, blah? Or is it because Haley Law is 
crazy hard to nail down now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, she's got another show. Like, she's amazing, by the way, in Altered Carbon. She had a, like, a four-page interview in Playboy. Like, Really? Yeah. Uh, she she posted. I mean, it could have been just online, but the the formatting of the the thing looked like a magazine. The magazine because she posted. So somebody's like, done both Playboy and Archie Digest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, she she wasn't like nude in Playboy. Obviously, she just, it was it was an interview. It was the oh, actual reading it for the articles. But um, <laughs> but yeah, they they she's like she's legit blowing up independent of Riverdale and obviously codependent on Riverdale because the reason that people found her was because of the show. But, you know, when you have Shannon doing another show, you have Jordan Calloway going over. Jordan Calloway, yeah. It's, it's like Ross Butler. That's how they lost him. Yeah. And, and so it, it really is. It's this weird thing of because you have such a large cast and so many of them don't get a ton of camera time it's hard for them to say no to something where they're going to get three times as much camera time and probably five times as much money. Yeah, uh, but it's unfortunate because it's like, it's like if Ross Butler had known Riverdale was going to take off and they made Reggie a major character from the start, yeah. how different would it have been? But yeah, really, oh, absolutely. Like, even like now that they made Kevin a series regular, it doesn't seem like he's on any more than he was before. No, I mean... Again, I feel like most of the habits of the writing staff, and again, these are not bad habits per se, because obviously we love the show, but I do feel like most of the habits of the writing staff have not changed year over year. We're still seeing basically the same characters in roughly the same ratios. And when they need a new story, they don't seem to be like, who else is at the high school we haven't dealt with lately? They seem to basically be like, what can we throw in Archie's path? And, you know, again, that's fine. That's the show. But it does mean that it puts everybody who isn't one of the core four in a position of how can I turn Riverdale to my advantage? Fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also really hope, though, when Sabrina starts that it doesn't take them away the way that, like, Arrow suffered when Flash started. mm Mm-hmm. Because that can be problematic as well. I don't think that it will because I don't think – I think that it'll be more like when Supergirl started. I think there will be a, a, a fairly high fence between these two for a little while. And if we see them cross over, I think it'll probably be uh, you know, somebody here doing uh, Sabrina in the office. Nana Blossom. <laughs> I could see that. Um. I was kind of hoping that Nana Blossom would be one of the ants. That would be amazing. Do we know Nana Blossom's first name? I can't remember. We do know it, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, so it's not Hilda or Zelda. Rose. Rose, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's right. Rose Blossom. Oh, what a name. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, uh... All right. So, is there anything we haven't covered? trying to think. Uh... The thing that really set Chris off and, and the thing that, that he'll be talking about in a minute uh, is the the poly of it all. And this weirdness of like, hey, I'm coming back from the cult so that I can tell you I'm leaving for San Francisco. But I think she was I, also freaked out by Chick. 
Oh yeah, she's definitely definitely freaked out by Chick. And, and also she wants one of the to things protect her babies. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that Chris brings up is that uh it's a, it's a crazy expensive city. Why would she like do that? But on the other hand, she just got an undisclosed inheritance. So Right. Maybe the maybe the farm has a like branch in San yeah. Francisco. Actually, I, there, that might have been a a thing. Was that a thing? Did they no? They were going to start a, a branch in Riverdale with the money. But the um, other thing I was wondering is in the comics, didn't she live in San Francisco in the comics? Maybe, and maybe that's it's just as simple as that. Kind of yeah. like I always I read that today. Kind of what? like I always assumed. Sorry. I said she did. I read that analysis okay. somewhere on the internet today. In the comics, she uh, is a reporter in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah, and see, Which, I... You know, the CW is a blogger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of assumed that the reason uh, Mary lives in Chicago is literally just because Molly Ringwald was in a shitload of John Hughes movies. Huh. So... She, she goes to fucking Shermer, Illinois? Exactly. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I, as annoying as the Polly thing is, I kind of, I'm one of those people who doesn't really care for Polly, so it doesn't bother me that she's going elsewhere with her oddly named twins. And she's yeah. playing the same character on Once Upon a Time right now. <laughs> she's basically Polly there, too, so. Interesting. I, I haven't watched that show in forever, so I, haven't, I didn't know she was on it. But you're not missing much. <laughs> It'd be like if they did a season of Riverdale with just... Cheryl, I mean, I love Cheryl, but like just Cheryl, Kevin, and Moose, and that was the <laughs> season, and the rest was all new characters. Yeah, including Kelly Bean. <laughs> you know, it just—it's weird. Like weirder than Smallville after losing Lex and Lana. Yeah. See, Chris isn't on. I can reference Smallville all I want. <laughs> and if I had any energy left for editing tonight, I would just find some old clip of Chris bitching about it and edit that in just now. But. Uh, all right. So I think we're done. Yeah, I can't think so of anything else. Say where we... Oh. Um, you want to say where we can find us? Well, we'll start with Michelle. Well, you can find me on Twitter at MimiC1019. That's M-I-M-I-C-1019. That's where I talk about everything, um, every TV show I watch. I'm there complaining about it or loving it. And uh, you can also listen to me at the hashtag TV Geek podcast. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G-T-V-Geek. That's it. <laughs> How about you, Russ? Uh, you can find me. I, I write full time at comicbook.com, so usually five or ten things a day over there. Uh, I'm talking a lot about the DC shows, whether it's this or iZombie or or not this, the Arrowverse or iZombie or uh, Krypton, which premieres later or I guess next week, uh, two hours after Riverdale, so it will not conflict in spite of the fact that it's Wednesday nights. No, it's oh yeah, it is two hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you can follow me also at Russ Burlingame, R-U-S-S-B-U-R-L-I-N-G-A-M-E on Twitter and pretty much every place else or Emerald City Video Podcast, which is where I talk usually with my friend Zach, but occasionally with other people who used to work with us at a video store about movies. And I'm Craig Byrne. You can find me at ksitv.com. 
and a whole bunch of other sites. I, Russ just mentioned Krypton. I've had Krypton site for like 17 or 18 years now. So go on over there and read my coverage. Um, and I'm also Riverdale TV on Twitter if you want just my Riverdale stuff. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Um, and thanks, Michelle, for coming on, obviously. Thanks, Russ. And Russ, as always, is like the editing master. Um, if you want, uh, rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Music, whatever they're calling it this week. And, uh, you know, visit us on uh, the just Google Archie Digest podcast. You can visit us on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you yeah. want. So, and ArchieDigestPodcast.com. Yeah, Everybody should really like us on Facebook. I feel like Facebook is is an area where we just don't do enough stuff. Yeah. So so search for Archie Digest podcast on Facebook, and yeah, I guess that's it. So uh, we will we'll you'll hear from us week next week with uh, primary colors. Welcome to Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast. It's a podcast it's about a story. It's about a town. I don't know what episode this is. I am sending in a quick missive we'll say, from the road. I'm traveling. Uh, they're recording without me, which is good, because I just wasn't available, but uh, I wanted to send in something to say s- anything about the episode. There's a lot going on, uh, but there's only one thing I'm going to touch on, and it's not Hermione running for mayor, <sighs> or any of the other wackiness going on in the show. Uh what is the deal with Polly? That was my big question walking away from this episode. I feel like they don't know what to do with Polly. So, so much of season one was uh, Betty like desperate to get Polly back. She got Polly back. Everything's happily ever after with incest and whatnot, except the beginning of this season Polly leaves, and she goes to the farm that she was going to move to in the first place, and then Polly's gone. (sighs) Then Polly comes back, and it turns out the farm is actually a cult for some reason that we're not really told. And she doesn't bring the babies, but she's had the babies, so she's not pregnant anymore. But then she's only there very briefly, and then she leaves again. And now Polly is back a third time. She brought the babies. Chick lives there now. He's creepy as hell. And she's there just long enough to be like, look, the babies are real. And then she leaves again, this time to San Francisco. The Polly storyline is problematic. Isn't the word I would use, but it's just, it doesn't make sense. And it feels like they don't know what to do with her, but they don't want to forget about her. So they just plug her in wherever they have like the space for it and that's a bummer i i i i I don't like that uh i i wish they would do something more substantial with her or just not bring her back for these little meaningless sort of one-off appearances because they just don't matter and i i just don't like it that was my big gripe about what was otherwise of like a insane and pretty good episode um so yeah, we'll see where that goes. We'll see if Polly randomly shows up again and what weird place she disappears to next time. I here's here's another problem. She's going to San Francisco. I am from just outside of San Francisco. Uh, I'm currently up around near San Francisco driving. 
Well, I'm not currently driving. I pull off to the side of the road just to record this just for the podcast. Anyway, she is a young single mother to twins without like a lot of work experience. I don't even think it's clear if she graduated high school. I don't think she graduated high school. Why is she moving to San Francisco, which is one of the most expensive places to live in the country? It is not cheap. Anyway, that was my gripe. Uh, I'll hopefully be back in time for the next episode. I don't see why I wouldn't, but I just wanted to make sure I got a chance to talk about how nuts the poly thing drove me. And uh, back to you guys. See you next week. Everything's our cheese.